Hello and welcome to You Couldn't Write It, a collection of short stories from the real world, so bizarre or strange or funny that you just couldn't write them. In this week's story we have a look at how in 1879 the richest man in Britain decided he was going to build the best and most up-to-date residence of all time, Mount Stuart House. So sit back, let this wonderful place, its owner and his family history astound you. I am always looking for a different day out, somewhere that's off the beaten track, a little different, but somewhere where I can learn new stuff. I first heard of Mount Stuart House through my mum. She went there for the day and loved it. She said that I must go. When I asked her what it was about, she told me it was a stately home. Oh, I don't think that's for me. It is! You'll love it! Still not sure about this, I found out I could incorporate it into the West Coast five ferry journey. A full day out, island hopping, what could go wrong? We booked our tickets and I headed off to see what all the fuss was about. First, let me give you a brief family history and tell you how the house came about. Mount Stuart House on the Isle of Butte was originally built in 1719 by the second Earl of Butte. His son was the third Earl of Butte and was Prime Minister of Great Britain between 1762 and 1763. He gained this position with the help from King George III, to whom he was a tutor. He also married a very wealthy heiress, and his son, due to his closeness with the king, became the first Marquess of Butte, and married not only one, but two wealthy heiresses. His second wife was the heir to the Coutts family. They were famed for setting up the Coutts banking dynasty. This is the bank that the Queen uses to this day. It was the second Marquess of Butte that really made the family rich. He was an industrialist in the Georgian and early Victorian times. He is most famous for building Cardiff docks. He did this so that the coal mined on his land could be sent anywhere in the world. He knew this would make him a fortune but he had to outlay a lot of money first to get the docks set up. It is reported that the price of the build went from £66,000 to £350,000. Now this was 1837, and in today's money, that would be over £910 million. They brought a return of around £68,000 a year. This did not seem a great success, but it did increase the value of the coal on his land and also meant the value of the lands themselves became worth a lot more. He was also a member of the House of Lords but has rarely spoken on debates unless it directly affected his business interests. The second Marcus of Butte died in 1848. His heir, the hero of our story, was only six months old. The third Marcus of Butte, John Crichton Stewart, was born on the 12th of December 1847. He inherited his family's fortune at the age of six months, but it would be put in a trust until he was 21 years old. 
There are estimates that it would make £300,000 a year. So by the time he was 21, the value of the trust would be more than £6.3 million. The young Marquis was educated at Harrow School and then at Christchurch in Oxford. At the age of nine, he was made an orphan when his mother died. He took a keen interest in Catholicism and was taken into the church on the 8th of December 1868. This caused huge scandal as he changed from being a Presbyterian. Ever since Lord Bute was young, he loved architecture. This is put down to his varied education and it became a lifelong love. He also enjoyed writing and studying Celtic and medieval periods in history, but architecture was his true passion. He teamed up with a like-minded architect called William Burgess. The pair, with Bute's money and Burgess' imagination, went on to renovate Cardiff Castle. They made it fantastic. One of the finest examples of late Victorian era Gothic revival style. But Mount Stuart House on the Isle of Butte, set in 300 acres of land, was to be the Marquis's masterpiece. After a fire in 1877, Butte hired a lot of workers that had been employed to build Cardiff Castle. The renowned Scottish architect Robert Rowand Anderson was also hired. Now this is where our story changes from a rich man rebuilding his house to a story you just couldn't write. The house that was started in 1879 is magnificent. From the outside, it is a reddish brown stone and is the Gothic revival style. When you visit, you start in a large foyer. You can't help but notice even here, the great detail that has gone into this house. With all the door hinges on display, this is not by accident. They are beautifully made and designed so that they match the door handles. You are led up a set of stone stairs and guided into the Grand Marble Hall. It's breathtaking. Three stories of arches made up from the most beautiful marble and at the top of the columns are carved friezes. These are made up of floral and fauna found in the house's grounds. Every detail has been hand-carved. From there, you walk up a marble and alabaster staircase, trying to keep your eyes off the fossils that have to be found in the alabaster. The sight that meets you at the top of the stairs is unbelievable. Twelve windows, each telling a story of a star sign all with cut glass crystals in them, so that when the sun shines, the marble hall is bathed in a rainbow light show. The ceiling is made up of more crystals that form the map of the night sky. Each crystal can be unscrewed and removed for cleaning. It's truly remarkable. The home has many rooms, including three libraries, where a Shakespeare first folio was found in 2016, a conservatory and many bedrooms, but it was also cutting edge. It is said that it was the first house in Scotland to be lit by electricity, to have a phone system and central heating, 
as well as a passenger lift. It was also the first house in the world to have a heated indoor swimming pool, a pool that still works to this day. The last area of the house that we got to see was the chapel. It has white Carrera marble walls and red glass in the raised round roof section. When the sun shines outside, it comes through the red glass and bathes the chapel in a ready pink light, changing the whole feel of the place. This is where Stella McCartney got married in 2003, and I can see why. After seeing the house, we are left to wander around the massive gardens. This could take a full day by itself. The third Marquis died on the 9th of October 1900. The house was nowhere near finished. When you walk around, you can see pillars that have still to be carved and walls that are not as fancy as the rest of the house. His wife concentrated all her efforts on getting the chapel finished. But then the First World War came along and war taxes were huge, meaning there was no longer the money in the place to spend on the house. The title in the house has passed on from father to son through the generations. The family are still wealthy, but it's not like before. Now we have the seventh Marquis of Butte, known as Johnny Dumfries. He was born in 1958 and raced Formula One cars in 1986 for Lotus. He even won the Le Mans 24 hour race in 1988, the highlight of his career. The house is now open to the public and is one of Scotland's best hidden gems. I've never heard of anyone leaving the house without thinking it spectacular. I've been three times and each visit gets better and better. Now I just need to work out how to get into that pool, just for an hour or two. This short story was brought to you by me, Ross Manson. If you've got a short story that you would like us to tell, then get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at at Manson44. I love to hear all stories. The stranger the better, really. So get in touch. I also love any feedback. So even if you just want to have a chat, get in touch, let me know what you think of the show. But all this wouldn't have been made possible without the great people at Bullfood. If you've got an event that needs catering, whether it be a party or a wedding or anything else like that, then get in touch. They do great food, all served from their 1970s Citroen H van. The guys had a great laugh as well. I might have some interesting stories to tell. So check them out at facebook.co.uk slash bullfoodtruck.